it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. We have, I don't everybody scream at the same time. We have a boy on the podcast today. Now, this is a big deal, Jeff. Our friend and guest is Jeffrey Martin. Say hello, Jeffrey. Hello, everyone. Hi, Denise. Hi, Jeff. It's so nice to see you. I haven't seen you for a long time. It's been a while. Because we're all in um, our cocoons of the pandemic. And, but yeah. it's lovely to see you. Now, for people listening, I need, I want you to know why I wanted Jeff to be on the um, program so much today, because one, he's creative and smart, and two, he's, well, let's start with that. I know Jeff from IACP. I think that's where we met. Yep. And Jeff is a food stylist, a culinary producer. He is uh, in the food world. Well, when was it, Jeff, a year to almost two years now, you had the idea of putting on a food photo conference? Correct. It actually started in 2018. Uh, Mary Valentine, a uh, food stylist out of Chicago and I, were sitting at a restaurant in New York during the New York IACP conference. And we said, wow, wouldn't it be great if IACP put on a real exhibition for food photographers and stylists? And uh, I was, I just got put on as the chairperson of that group and thought, wow, let's try and do that. Well, IACP, as a lot of us know, we were going through a lot of different things and they weren't able to help. So I created Food Photo Fair, actually had our first exhibition at the IACP conference in Santa Fe. Yes. Which was in 2019. It was beautiful. I attended. I was a judge. It was a beautiful. Yes, yes. you were one of my judges. And that has kind of snowballed into a full conference uh, so that it's really a conference that is all based around food photographers and food stylists. Uh, There's a smaller fringe group, not really fringe anymore, but food bloggers, uh, editors, writers, um, other food manufacturers or marketing or and or branding people will be attending as well. So. Well, because in this, they're all connected to food photography and yep. I mean, offshoots of marketing food and food media. Yeah, it's a big industry and there's a lot of offshoots. I think that, uh, first of all, I'd forgotten, Jeff, you told me that about you and Mary and I love the fact that you were doing that. And you know, for years, probably before you were born, there was a conference that home economists put on called Food on film, I think it was called. Correct. It was huge. It was in Minneapolis. And I was asked to speak two or three times there. And it grew. And then Lisa Golden Schroeder took it over and did a brilliant job for a couple of years. But you know what? Home economists were disappearing. I mean, I think that the reason their their base, um, it was kind of being eroded and disappearing. And I, 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 I'm not sure exactly why the conference, maybe because Lisa Golden Schroeder didn't want to run it anymore. I don't know, but it, it was a wonderful conference. And again, it was about food media. It was about photography. Well, as the industry has changed so much and now food editors, and I know you, that you know this, when Cindy and I have taught workshops in the last five years, Jeff, our workshops became filled by food editors that now had to do their own styling in newspapers and magazines with bloggers 
who needed to up their game. So it's it's expanded. And in fact, I think there's more work than there ever was. Do you know what I mean? If a good food photography and good styling is still in is still in vogue. I, I would completely agree with that. There, I always say there's more than enough work to go around. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you you look at Minneapolis, it's a very small market, but that's where Target is. That's right. And they do a ton of work up there. Lisa is always working on that. That's it. Um, Cincinnati, where I am, is is a much smaller market, but we have we do all of Kroger, we do all of Meyer, we do all of Giant Eagle, we do all of Walmart, and we do all of um, Aldi. All their brand packaging is almost shot entirely in Cincinnati. I so, didn't know that because we've worked for several of those people here in LA, but I did know Cincinnati was great because a stylist that's been here for years commutes back and forth to Cincinnati. Yeah, Jen Strauss. No, there's another one. Her name will come to me. It's Kim, 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 Kim. It'll come to me. Not when we're on, not when we're live, but <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. But anyway, I know exactly what I mean because she used to say to me, Denise, go, you can get work in Cincinnati if you want. We worked for a similar photographer and I just, I was winding it down, Jeff. I didn't want to get on airplanes anymore. Oh, but, I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> but how wonderful. So now you need, so the idea now, I remember when we talked and I started to see your first marketing pieces and it's called the Food Photo Affair. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? The pandemic hits. Yeah, that was, that was a shocker. Uh, everything was pretty much settled and set for November of 2020. And uh, I was actually in California on vacation the week prior to the shutdown. And um, I was like, wow, we might have to move the conference. And I was kind of wigging out, but figured it all out. And we ended up pushing the conference back after, what was it? I guess we did it June, June 1st of 2020. We're like, yeah, we got to push it back. So we pushed it back to April of 2021 thinking, oh, we're going to have the vaccine by the end of the year. Everything will be fine. Yeah, that didn't happen. So we pushed it back uh, January 1st. We moved it to November of this year, 2021. So we are scheduled November 19th through the 21st in Napa, California at the Meritage Resort and Spa. It's a beautiful place, just like Napa's beautiful. beautiful um, so I'm really looking forward to it. And I think a lot of the, the many speakers and panelists that are coming are really looking forward to it. So, Well, Jeff, I... I'm not a scientist, but I know this because I live in California. Everybody I know is vaccinated now. Do you know what I mean? So I, in California, his, we're vaccinated. And I know places like resorts, like the Meritage, they have gotten all of their staff vaccinated. Do you know what I mean? So yep. hopefully, it, crossing our fingers, you're not going to have to postpone it again. It's, I know that I'm looking forward to it. I know Cindy's looking forward to it. Now, you need to tell people, and I think there's so many people that listen to us that want to publish their own cookbooks mm -hmm. or that are still uh, writers sending out articles to, um, to magazines. And, you know, the, I say this to other people, Jeff, if I, and I did this in my career many, many years ago, when I was first starting out and I wanted to get into writing, I sent them some film. Okay. Can you imagine it was actually filmed? Yeah. But I, I would do one if I was talking about potato pancakes, 
I got had a friend that was a photographer and he and I styled a beautiful piece and we sent it. Well, you know what? Bigger magazines, of course, were going to create their own. But you know what? Small magazines like Vegetarian Times and stuff like that. They hired me as the writer because then I turned around and said, well, you can use my piece of film. Mm -hmm. And so really, because that was just to them, the biggest freebie in the world. Do you know what I mean? That I would give them a, a, an image that was beautiful and that they could use. So I think that people listening to this, we have such a varied group of people. Please tell them what your setup for the conference is, what you're, what you're trying to accomplish and, and what they get to do there. So the conference is, is all about professional development as well as kind of exploring your own creative juices we have over 60 workshops and panels, and those range from photographers doing hands-on lighting workshops to stylists doing hands-on how to do a burger or how to do um, a, a, a certain sandwich a certain way. Um, and, and as well as the, the niche end of it, the smaller sort of offshoot where we're going to have retirement planning coming in and talking about how does a creative really retire without having to work until they're 80 or 90 years old or until they die. Um, as well as I have two pro accountants coming in. They're going to talk about how to set up your books, how to do your payroll correctly, how to make sure your taxes are done right. Um, things like that. On top of that, we have uh, Charlotte Holmes out of New York is coming and she is going to talk about how to write a great recipe. Um, so we have a little writing, we have a lot of styling, we have a lot of photography, but then we have some video as well. So we have a company called Sisu. They're one of our uh, sponsors. They're out of, I believe, Austin, but I could be wrong. They're out of Texas. They are coming and borrowing one of the robots that they own from one of the photographers in San Francisco and is a video robot. So it's a one arm giant robot. It weighs like 5,000 pounds. Uh, we're going to put it on the main stage and they are gonna do a demo along with one of my photographers that I work with on a regular, regular basis, OMS photography. And they will do a demo as well as a question and answer session. This thing is amazing. I've worked with it. I've done some work with it. It's a lot of fun. What was that, Denise? That's extraordinary. How yeah, wonderful. It's gonna be pretty incredible and, and very eye-opening for anyone that wants to get into more of the video end of it, which it seems more and more every day that photograph food photographers are starting to do more food video work. Well, and Jeff, I have to tell you, this is just the way of, and it start, everybody start, I, I, 10 years ago, let's say 10, 12 years ago, the big studios that I worked in and with national clients, my clients started saying to me because it was their website or their recipes on their website and we were doing, and they were national campaigns or they were billboards. I mean, whatever the image was being used for. Mm -hmm. It started showing up to me 10 or 12 years ago where they'd say, well, Denise, you're already in the studio and can you bring an assistant and do a small video too? And it just started. And I said to the photographers that I worked with, you know, everybody's asking for video. And one or two of them said, oh, no, no, they're going to go to someplace else. And, you know, and I said, well, I, they don't want to go to somewhere else. They want now. I have to say this, Jeff, I didn't charge people um, 
less nor and but i charged them more meaning when they wanted videos too i put on an extra assistant or two and we all made money so i said to i was saying to the photographer and we would oversee both do you know what i mean i could oversee the print work and the video all you need is a monitor and cindy knows there were big national accounts where then they wanted to a third set going with possibly a talent or a celebrity chef we ran all three sets do you know what i yep. mean it was not impossible we charged them for every add-on building the burger i like to call it did you want the avocado oh the avocado is a dollar fifty but so you're so smart but it i think it took some people by surprise print photographers that all of a sudden video would just be such a marketing tool to people. Well, look at our iPhones. Of course, video has just gone crazy. Yeah, I, I, it, it's something that's that's going to turn food photo fair into not just food, still photography and food styling, but also video footage of some sort, whether it be your your Instagram footage or and or commercial footage for national clients. Um, as well as video styling, because video styling is slightly different than still styling. Yes, it, um, it moves quicker. You have to have a lot more uh, throwaway <laughs> because they're constantly changing and constantly moving and redoing takes. Whereas with still, literally, we move things a centimeter, take a take, move it again, take a take. So here's an interesting thing, just because we're on this, Jeff, and here's a very interesting thing. So I've been working, I'm working, I'm doing some consulting on a potential new food show, blah, blah, blah. I've done one or two small consulting jobs, but here's the bottom line, because I'm retired. That's why I tell you that, because I'm retired. And even though I tell people that, no one's believing me at the moment, but I am retired. Now, here's what happened. When you talk about video, and this is it, you've seen it. You see people when they post on their Instagram. I mean, I watched some of the videos, which just hands. Do you know what I mean? And Tastemade started out a few years ago. So, so you see these hands and they're making the gluten-free donuts and it's quick, 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 quick. What, what do we have? A minute, 20 seconds in it. Do you know what I mean? So I was looking at a young woman. She'll never see this and doesn't know me. So she'll never know I'm talking about her. She <laughs> has 250,000 people on YouTube that watch her hands. So I, I need to see her whole body, okay, in this with this job. So I sent her an email and I said, ooh, where can I see your whole body? And not very much, but beautiful videos and beautifully done. And anyone that, uh, beautiful blocking, Jeff. So you know, right. the beautiful, beautifully quick cuts done together that someone did to make these little movies of her very pretty hands with the food. Yep. She finally sends me two clips so I can share with the producer. I know why she only keeps her hands <laughs> in the video. This is a child who's not naturally warm to the camera. Do you see what I'm saying? And yep. so talk about when it's well done, 250,000 people are perfectly happy to, happy to just look at her hands. And that's, uh, and that's great. And that's what she's got. Do you know what I mean? 
Anyway, it just cracked me up because I thought, well, now I know when she, why we're only seeing her hands because she's a terrible speaker. She's not comfortable. She's, it, uh, it was like not a good video. And I thought, oh my God. And I felt, and I thought, well, look at her, what she found. What a great niche that she is in. Okay. Yep. Beautifully done. But uh, somebody, some editor, and she may have learned it. I don't know this because I didn't ask, but the lighting, the video, the way the camera moved, it was all done really, really well. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the sort of niche that we're getting or we're hoping to get some of that at Food Photo Fair. Um, whether it's, you know, oh, let's see. Um, we're going to have uh, some trend speakers coming in. Actually, Mary, Mary Valentine's putting a trend uh, panel together with Steve Legato. Do you know him out of Philadelphia and, and New York? He's a big IECP guy, or at least he goes every once in a while. Um, the name great, sounds familiar. It's, it's uh, pulling up nothing at the moment, but. Great food photographer. So, and then uh, she also has Liz Avales, which is, uh, she is VP of market research for Upshot in Chicago. Oh, gotcha. So I think that's going to be a re really great sort of trends panel and, um, They'll gonna they're definitely gonna touch on video. They're definitely gonna touch on the short clip videos as well as national campaign kind of videos. So, how fun! Now, who are you? I, now I I know some of them, but I want to hear. You have keynote speakers that you've put in place. Tell us about your keynote keynote speakers. So we wanted to have sort of a depth and breadth of sort of perspectives. So we picked a chef, a photographer, an author, and then we also have the video group. So the, sh the chef is actually a local chef out of Cincinnati. His name is Christian Gill. He has been on several Food Network shows. Um, he's good friends with, well, he's, he's pretty good friends with Guy Fieri from the Food Network. Um, Guy's a, a character. Uh, that's, Gil, not, that's putting it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to. Um, uh, Christian's a great guy. He's uh, he's either got blue, pink, red, orange, or yellow hair, depending on the, the day of the week. Uh, I I requested blue hair for Food Photo Fair, <laughs> and uh, so he's going to come in and talk about his perspective of being a chef and how food photography and food styling affects his businesses. He owns a, what's called Boomtown Biscuits here in Cincinnati. He also owns a dive bar that's pretty well known uh, locally, at least. Um, and once people see him, they'll be like, oh, yeah, you were on that show. Oh, yeah, you did win that. Wow. So he's, he's, he's a great guy. And then we wanted to bring in a photographer. So we're bringing in Steve Legato. Uh, Steve is a well-known food photographer on the East Coast, and he does incredible work. If you look at his website, he has a nice depth and breadth of uh, from branding to commercial style work to uh, editorial style work. So he's going, it's going to be a simple conversation with him Lovely. Uh, on stage. Same with Christian. These are all going to be more like an interview style conversation where we talk about their backgrounds, their lives, their, what they do, uh, how they got into it, how they've succeeded and, and kind of what what their um, what they see as uh, success goals or success points that uh, they can give to the audience. You know what? And then we also have one last one, which okay. is our 
author and well, she's more than just an author. She does many things. She's a chef. She's an author. She takes her own photos. She styles her own photos. Um, uh, Virginia Willis, yes. which the lovely Denise Favaldo will be interviewing uh, on stage. And uh, that will be a lot of fun too. Well, I'll tell you something. Virginia is, she's just the, well, I, I know who you're speaking of, your other two. Virginia is the real deal and it will be absolutely wonderful. I agree. I never asked you this, Jeff. How did you get into food styling? I don't think I've ever asked you that. We just met and started talking one day. How did you get into food styling? So I was an art director designer for 19 years. And I the last nine years I was doing it, I was art directing uh, mostly lifestyle photography. Uh, we were in New York. We were in Miami. We we're in L.A. Wherever the weather was nice, that's where we ended up. And a lot of it was with kids and families. So every once in a while, we'd have food in it. We'd have to hire a food stylist. And, you know, of course, I was always interested in food. So I kind of was peeping my eyes over there like, what are they doing? And um, I was at a place, uh, a branding agency here locally, that's they're international called Landor Associates. They're based out of San Francisco. Uh, they started on a boat in the harbor in San Francisco. And um, so anyways, I decided to wanting to leave there to move on to another place that another branding agency locally. And I interviewed with a woman. Um, her name was Liz Matthews or is Liz Matthews. She used to be a editor at Bon Appetit, a photo oh, editor. Okay. And um, so I interviewed with her and they weren't really hiring, but we both had mutual friends and uh, it kind of fell off. And a year later I sat and had lunch with her again. And she's like, you know what? You should be a food stylist. Cause by that point I had convinced Landor to pay for my culinary school. I went to culinary school on their dime because it was creative and you're a genius. Uh, you're a genius. I, I started my own bakery. It was called La Sucre Bakery. And I did the weird, wacky and wild food, uh, uh, wedding cakes and wedding desserts. So you name it, I made it into a cake. It was a mascot. I made mascots. I did the, the Metropolitan Museum of Art. It was a four foot by five foot cake that had Jeff Koontz sculptures and pulled sugar on top. Wow. Um, it took me literally two weeks to build that cake. It was crazy. But as many people know in the food industry, waking wedding cakes, if you're not doing 10 to 15 a weekend, you're not making any money. So I averaged about $3 and 60 cents an hour. That was nothing to live on. So I was sitting there at lunch with Liz and she's like, you should be a food stylist. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I never thought about it had known food stylists because we were working with them. So I turned around, quit my job like uh, six or eight months later, cashed in all my retirement, lived off my retirement for three months while I built up a portfolio. I never actually assisted anyone. I went straight into it because I knew all the photographers already. Sure. Um, so I did some work with Terry Campbell. I did some work with um, other local photographers here that do Kroger work, that do Meyer work, that do whatever, and slowly built up my portfolio and slowly built up my reputation because, because I'm an art director, I go on a set with a whole different perspective than, let's say, a food stylist that was a chef, because yeah. I understand I, I lived the art direction side of it. 
So I can understand an art director. I can listen to them and say, okay, I know what you're thinking. And a lot of times some photographers will listen to the same thing and think, no, they want this. And I'm like, no, they really want this. And they end up wanting kind of what I'm thinking just because I was in that same mindset. I understand sure. that. Absolutely. So uh, that's why I was getting, that's why I get hired as a food stylist a lot of times. And uh, it's really helped my career. I mean, I'm Honey. busy. I work three to five days a week and it's fantastic. I'm so that's how I got into it. <laughs> no, Jeff, it's fantastic. And it, there's a lot of lessons in there for people. Cindy was an art director for 20 years before she went to culinary school and went into um, styling. And photographers hire Cindy lots of times because she's been an art director. Do you see what I'm saying? And of course, as our careers grew though, I just became the art director for our shoots, Jeff. Do you, you know what I mean? Because I'd been doing it so long. And, and also, and you know this, even in big corporate accounts, in the last decade or two, everything changed so much with money, meaning that the old, oh, there'll be a prop stylist or there'll be an art director and there'll be a stylist and there'll be a photographer. Our shoots got smaller as far as other people, but we took on bigger jobs and made more money. Yep. You know, that's people say, oh, well, I couldn't do that. I said, yes, you do. You go to the store, you get an assistant, you have them charge all the props. You think that you're, you know what I mean? I, we would take pictures off websites and you send a kid to the store and they buy the props, okay? And you charge for a prop stylist. And mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's money to be made. People, I think, are afraid. And you you saying one thing, which I think is fabulous, that you didn't apprentice with someone else because you already knew the business. Okay, one of the things I think that's hard is if the people, and this is for people, people like um, bloggers, that, and they do some beautiful work and the cream always rises to the top and people that were blogging and doing their own work, good ones are making money and people that weren't, it's just, you know, they've fallen out. They're not making any money, um, <clears throat> but that's normal in any business. But when people all of a sudden said to me, Denise, I got my first commercial job and I said, it's going to be a little different than when you're cooking. The, you know what I mean? When you're in your own little corner of your kitchen, I said, what you're going to find out is it's the interruptions. <laughs> it's the photographer. If there is an art director, if there's a client, they're not, when you work for yourself and you're a blogger, or, you know, and you put a plate down in front of it and you light it, you think, oh, this looks great. I said, wait till the 40 other people that are involved in a commercial shoot all give you their, that's what you really are getting paid for. Do you know what I mean? My feeling was the longer I stayed in it, I mean, I was a great stylist and I love it. And I was, I, I'm excellent with color and stuff like that. But really what I was good with was just being able to say to the client, I love that suggestion. Let's try that next. As, you know, otherwise we couldn't possibly have gotten anything done. I think that's what people don't realize. The real stress in food selling is never the food. You know what I mean? Unless it's real ice cream on 118 degree outside heat. Oh, shoot. And there. <laughs> you know, and there, it's not the food. Most of the time, it's the client or the photographer or, you know, just the dynamics of the team can make it, or the talent, if you have difficult talent. <sighs> yeah, you, re you really you have to know how to talk to a client. Yes. And if, if you don't know that, you're probably not going to do well. Um, 
because you're going to end up taking things personally. Yes. You're going to, you're going to get upset. Then you're going to say, well, the food is dead at this point. I have to start all over. And if you haven't really prepared or understood that, yes, this kind of happens, you should have backups. You're going to be in big trouble Big trouble, you're, or, or be there until midnight. <laughs> and then you won't come back because they won't like that. That's right. Oh, such a good point. So I'm, there's conferences. Now tell me about the food at your conference. What's happening with food? So everything is included in the conference. So your $950 gets you uh, the, all the workshops and panels. It gets you yoga at 6 a.m. if you want to. Oh, I'm there. It gets you your breakfast, uh, lunches, and dinners are all covered. Uh, we have a couple of, well, yeah, we have a couple of special lunches, uh, both on Saturday and Sunday. Um, those are going to be more workshop demo style lunches. And uh, everyone else will be in the main ballroom for lunch. Everyone gets their lunch taken care of, whether you're going to a demo or not. And then all of our dinners are high end. This is no rubber chicken uh, wedding reception kind of food. We are doing lobster tail and filet. We're doing um, everything is going to be top notch. We're, we're not, we're well, not skimping. Uh, that makes perfect sense because we're at the Meritage in the Napa Valley and you have good taste, Jeff. I'm so grateful. It's and, and, wonderful. And all of your wine and all of it, if you don't like wine and you want to drink beer, all of your wine and beer are completely covered under that cost. Well, that's, that's from Friday at 4 p.m. until Sunday will probably last till about 11, I'm guessing. Uh, Sunday evening is our exhibition and award ceremony. That's, and of course, the Meritage is losing money as on me, but and it should even out that Cindy doesn't drink much, so she won't drink her wine, but I'm usually pretty clever and drink Cindy's wine too. So why did you think I said I'd come? Come on, let's go. <laughs> it sounds incredible. And in the Napa Valley, I keep saying to several people, Jeff, and we've, I've been, we've been putting it in our little group, our food styling group, mm -hmm. um, on Facebook, you know, I, and I just got off the, we just got off a Zoom podcast with a friend of ours, Cynthia Grobart, that you might know. Cynthia is a cookbook author and Natalie Dupree's um, yep. worked with Natalie. Cynthia and I were saying, you have to have a network to succeed in food, in my feeling. Now, and bloggers that have been successful, they made their own network. Do you know what I mean? They support each other like nobody's business, you know, or at least they used to. You go to a blogger's cookbook and it's had 1,200 reviews. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Jada De La Retta's get doesn't get 1,200 reviews on Amazon, but bloggers have stuck together. So I think for if anyone's listening and they're new to this industry or or not new, but they'd like to expand their horizons. These conferences, a conference like yours, there is nothing better. You need a handful of business cards, you know, real business cards, as I say to people. I tease Cindy all the time. I say, I miss business cards. When I'm working with him, people go, oh, I'll send you my stuff in a digital. I said, I want your business card. I want something I can put on my desk and call you. Okay, I'm old. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. And then I can scan it into, you know, my, whatever. But I'll tell you something, Jeff. 
that personal contact that people can make putting a face with a name at your conference can mean the difference between your career expanding or not. It's that simple, you know? When people say to me, well, how did you ever meet her? I said, I sat next to her at lunch one day. You know, I was at IPP, I was at WCR, I was at American Institute of Wine and Food. I went to, a, you know, one of the reasons, the example, I was invited to something of the American Wine Institute thing in San Francisco and I didn't really want to go that day. Do you know what I mean? It was just one of those yeah. days. I had to get cleaned up and stuff. And I thought, oh, crap, I don't want to go. And I went and I was sitting next to the director. I ended up sitting next to the director in, in those days of Holland America line. So I did like a five minute presentation. She called me the next, I gave her a card the next day. And, you know, for 13 years, I went around the world teaching on Holland American line cruise ships. It was heaven. Mm -hmm. And when people say things like, oh, I, uh, I want to go to Easter Island, I go, oh, I've been there. People go, I want to go to the Great Barrier Reef, I go, oh, I've been there. You know, and it's because I was on, I taught on a cruise ship. So I taught a couple of classes in two weeks and I got to travel for free. So yeah, that, that's great. I, that, I think that opportunity is out there for a lot of people. They just need to know how to, to put two and two together. Yes. And uh, at Food Photo Fair, we've worked that into the conference. So there is two and a half hours each day of networking and social time. So it's from four to six 30 each day after sessions end in the afternoon. And before dinner selection starts, you will be able to network with all 600 attendees. You will be able to peruse all of the vendors and or sponsors. A lot of them have chosen to do a table to show their wares, whatnot. Um, services and everything but the networking alone during that time so we have a winery for each of those days that's going to be doing a tasting so there's something to do but then the to do for me is the networking Absolutely. that is so key for everyone um you find new photographers to work with you find new stylists to hire because a lot of times there's two stylists on set they can't find somebody. Oh, you remember this person. Let's contact them. They used to do this or whatever. So that's one of the biggest things that we're putting into Food Photo Fair, that it's going to become a community that can help people. Um, it's not just a conference. It's so. wonderful. Jeff, it makes so much sense. It has been so necessary, so needed. And I know because I was on the committee when, Le when Lisa and Dan Macy ran the IACP food stylist out of IACP. They put their hearts and souls into it. And because of that, at that time, we had a lot of clout. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, we, it was amazing what they did, but it's all hard work. But it, it made a huge difference in any of us that were members of that committee. We got jobs yeah. because yeah. people referred us. It's that simple. So if you're at your conference and people meet someone and they have a business card and they're clean, <laughs> they're going to, you know, my feeling is, is you just didn't expand your horizons. I think it sounds absolutely wonderful. I'm proud of you. I'm so thrilled. I'm sure November is going to be a great success. Yeah. Cindy and I are coming. We can hardly wait. Now, what didn't, we talked about food, we talked about price, we talked about the Napa Valley, we talked about the Meritage, great speakers, great keynotes. Um, one, la one last, one last we, thing. 
Yeah. Let's talk about the silent auction and, okay. our, and our charity philanthropy that we plan on doing. Perfect. So we've chosen a group called The Hunger Project. The Hunger Project is a organization out of New York that services worldwide third world countries. And what they do is they go into countries and they develop women-centric programs and uh, different activities that can help, whether it be a tribe or whether it be a community or what have you. Um, they work with the local women to develop agricultural programs, uh, water programs, uh, food distribution programs, things like that. On top of that, as because there are th philanthropy group that we're giving back to, we've already earmarked uh, $14,000 for them. So they will get a check for that no matter what. But we have 29 silent, 28 silent auction items. And those items range from, let's say, $50 up to $6,000. So we have Sisu, who has donated a, a whole day with one of their techs and a robot. That's valued anywhere from four dollars to $7,000. We have um, smaller items like the one that you guys are planning on putting together, which is a food stylist starter kit. Yeah. Uh, and then we have... We have, a, because I live in Northern Kentucky, right across the river from Cincinnati, I put together a bourbon experience. I know we're in wine country, but I had to offer a bourbon experience. So you have a two night stay in Louisville at the Omni Hotel in Louisville. And then you have nine hours with a private driver for four people that will go for nine hours to at least three different bourbon distilleries, or maybe four depending on your timing and uh, yeah. And your lunch and your gratuity are included and so on and so forth. It's oh, that's actually fantastic. So that's about $3,000 value. Yeah. Um, and then we have a plethora of books. So one of the things that's gonna happen at the conference is there's gonna be a lending library. And that lending library is actually right there. I'm bringing my own personal library to the conference and we are going to, sorry, I know you're only showing, you're only doing audio and not video. So we we'll just have to tell everybody that in my library, I'm bringing it. <laughs> uh, it is cookbooks and food books and all kinds of different food oriented books. And it will be an honest lending library. So you'll be able to go down uh, anytime Friday, Saturday, Sunday, borrow a book. As long as they all come back to me by Friday evening all is good. So you've thought of it. I'm so glad Jeff. I've been reading about the hunger project because you sent me an email about it. It's at absolutely admirable. I think it's wonderful. Um, I love silent auctions. That bourbon trip sounds like something that I would be perfect at. Perfect. To get <laughs> perfect as a present, perfect to be the buyer. It sounds excellent to me. Well, honey, this has been, I feel like I, such a lovely visit because I haven't seen you for a really long time. And it's nice to see your smiling face. The conference, we are going to put all this information up on the, in everywhere we can. Cindy blasts it everywhere we can. We'll put it on Women Beyond a Certain Age, in the Food Styling Handbook, on my page, on her hit page. So I want people to be look, on the lookout for food photo affair in November. November 19th, is that the first day, Jeff? No. November 19th is the first day. We have a few excursions. If you want to go in a day early on the 17th, 
or no, excuse me, the 18th and 19th, that Thursday and Friday, we have a few excursions each day. Um, our red, our this would be the time. If people have been saying they want a trip to the Napa Valley, that's what I've said to several of my friends. Do it now. You know what I mean? Tack a few extra days on, see a few wineries, stay at the Meritage. I mean, it doesn't get any better than this, really. In November is beautiful weather. It should be absolutely beautiful weather. Um, I can say that because I've worked in the Napa Valley many, many times. Cindy and I have worked there in July when it was 109 degrees. And I kept saying to her, tell the town we're not doing any more pastry or ice cream for the rest of the week because there were some issues. Anyway, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. It's Women Beyond a Certain Age. We have a Facebook page. We have a website, womenbeyondacertainage.com. All Jeff's information and the links to the food photo affair will be on our Facebook page and in our group. So please, if you have questions or anything, it's womenbeyond at icloud.com. If you need to ask a question like, is that guy for real? He's so nice. Yes, I can answer that. It's true. He's really like this. So anyway, thank you, Miss Cindy, who makes the um, track, tries to keep the train on the track. <laughs> she, she does the best she can, but for God's sake, she's only one little woman. Thank you, Jeff. And thank you, everyone that listens and keep those cards and letters coming in. Women beyond a certain age. Bye. Thank you. Bye. -bye.